When it comes to the question of who is the Ralph Wiggum of the far right, there are two obvious contenders. The first is Darren Grimes, but a close runner-up is the empty echo chamber that is Dave Rubin. Today, we'll be looking at his PragerU video, the famously titled, Why I Left the Left. Joining us tonight is a TikTok and YouTube star known for his humour, singing, and debut on America's Got Talent is only Mr. Beard, Ryan Beard. How you doing? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I would not consider myself a star, but I appreciate the compliment. I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to go through this trash fire together with you today. <laughs> well, we consider you a star, don't we, Maya? We do indeed. Yes. Well, thank yeah. you. How thank are you, you, by the way? Uh, this I is my am cousin. great. Tumble dry, Maya. Doing good? Yeah. Superb, superb. All right. Um, without any further ado, let's launch straight into it, I think. To hear why, uh, why Dave Rubin left the left. Do you believe in free speech? Do you believe that people should be judged by their character, not their skin color? Do you believe in freedom of religion? If you believe these things, you're probably not a progressive. You might think you're a progressive. I used to think I was. My show, The Rubin Report, was originally part of the Progressive Young Turks Network. So we're starting with the hilarious idea that Dave Rubin thinks, which, uh, yeah, I don't think so. But uh, yes, any, any initial thoughts <laughs> on his statements there? Yeah, uh, I mean, I obviously disagree with all of everything you said there. I'm pro-freedom of speech. I'm pro-freedom of religion. Obviously, he's going to get into, you know, I, I don't think that freedom of religion gives you freedom to discriminate against people. And then that's probably the difference of opinion that me and Mr. Rubin here are going to have. Indeed. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a, yeah, an interesting one. Yeah, I, I similarly, I consider myself in favor of free speech, judging people by their character or not their skin color um, and freedom of religion. And I'm pretty sure Maya's in the same boat with us there. Yeah. Oh, bad news for you both. I love discriminate. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I support free speech. Um, but obviously you can, you know, you can swing your fist till it hits someone else's face. Um you can talk until it, you know, causes harm in my eyes. Um, and even then, there's still, I think it's more of a moral duty not to rather than a, than government legislation. Um, I think the reason why he was originally part of the progressive Young Turks and is now not is because he's a grifter. He went right for the check. Right, you, you know... Do you think that that was probably his intention all along to appear progressive for a bit and then just switch over? I think so, because I think that who in their right mind, respectfully, people on the left, say, saying this as someone on the left, are usually very boring. Who is going to think, right, I'm going to educate myself on left talking points just enough, surface level understanding, which, I mean, if you're going to go on the Young Turks, arguably you have to have more than a surface level of understanding. You know, it's not just kind of... You can't just do what he does now of he reads what his teleprompter says. Mm -hmm. You had to actually have some kind of level of depth in your knowledge. Um, I absolutely... I, I don't know. I think maybe he was a centrist and then mm. thought, I don't think that centrists are getting much airtime. Let's go to the left. And then he thought about it and he was like, actually. Yeah, I, I do. I get frustrated by people who are like, I was a leftist 
And then you actually hear them talk and they were basically just a centrist who thought, you know, who didn't really have a full understanding. And then now that they've switched over to the right, now they're just attacking straw men of our positions because obviously, like, I agree with freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and that we shouldn't judge people based on their skin color. Yeah, that one. That one's a particularly hilarious one, I think. Um, but we'll get into that. The uh, Koch brothers started funding Dave Rubin's show in uh, in 2016, and since then he has turned into somebody who only vaguely holds on to any liberal values that he might once have held, or indeed leftist values. But let's uh, let's hear the next section. Progressives struck me as liberals, but louder. Progressives were the nice guys. They looked out for the little guy. They cared about women and minorities. They embrace change. In short, who wouldn't want to be a progressive? But over the last couple of years, the meaning of the word progressive has changed. Progressives used to say, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Not anymore. Banning speakers whose opinions you don't agree with from college campuses, that's not progressive. Prohibiting any words not approved of as politically correct, that's not progressive. Putting trigger warnings on books, movies, music, anything that might offend people, that's not progressive either. Yeah, fuck people with photosensitive epilepsy. Sorry, you you want to watch a film? Will it have strobing white lights? You won't know. You're gonna have to just have a seizure. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, so I think I mean I feel like he already fucking has proven that he doesn't have any sort of understanding of what being a progressive is when he said progressives are liberals but louder. Like progressives are just like really loud capitalists. Is that what he? Is? That's that's how he sees uh, being a progressive. Like, no, not at all. I'm interested in his whole view here that he hasn't changed, but everybody who he used to agree with has changed. Mm. I think that's an interesting worldview to hold. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's accurate either whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, He's kind of kept that worldview too because. I, I think even since this video, he's just been creeping farther and farther right. And I think that it's not that he is actually becoming more right wing or that, sorry, the pay is getting bigger the further right he sells himself. But I think it is just all the words just keep changing definitions. If these pesky words would stop changing their definitions, maybe <laughs> we could have some real leftists. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's like later on in the video... I feel like he contradicts himself because here he's saying it's not progressive to kick people out of places for saying things that you don't agree with. But then later on in the video, he said you should have the right to uh, like not bake a gay person a cake and kick them out of your business if you want to. It's he's just selectively deciding when people should be able to kick people out for not agreeing with them. If you're in like a private uh, college and they don't want you to be saying hateful things there. They have every right to kick you out if they want to, just like you would say that businesses can kick some, you know, it's like, that's like an idea of private business, right? That's a really good point. Really good point. Yeah, that's exactly the same concept. I hadn't even thought of it like that. Yeah, I um the, the whole banning um, speakers whose opinion you don't agree with from college campuses, I was thinking of that uh, along the lines of like, the right to a platform, like you, you have the right to free speech. That's not the same as the right to a platform. Like I can say on this podcast what I believe about Keir Starmer, for example, but that doesn't mean that I, I have the right to demand that the BBC broadcast it. 
Yeah, it doesn't mean you have the right to go on any podcast you want and be like, this is my freedom of speech to share my opinion here. And he talks about freedom of religion. I just imagine like, what if someone walked into a church and started yelling like, hail Satan or something like I'm sure he would be totally in favor of kicking that person out for disrupting the church service. But he's not in favor of like kicking someone out of like a, a educational institution if they're spreading hate speech there. Like it just feels like you're very selective with like where you are and aren't okay with people like being inflammatory and spreading hate speech in these spaces. Cause we're all in agreement. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that like you shouldn't be able to be thrown in prison for sharing your opinions, but that doesn't mean, like you said, yeah, you don't just have the freedom to share your opinions wherever you want to. I actually think that people who put pineapple on pizza and and share those opinions about like it being nice, I think they should be thrown in prison. But apart from that, yeah, I, I completely agree. Those are agree the only you. people, yeah. No, I totally. It's yeah, lovely. Yeah, the... It cuts through the richness of the cheese. It's eating you while you're eating it. Don't don't make me fight you on this. Right. Um, putting. Uh, I, I like that last line as well. Putting trigger warnings on books, movies, music, anything that might offend people. That's not progressive either. Maya touched on this at the beginning. But trigger warnings and content warnings aren't the same thing. Like a trigger warning is specifically this might trigger a medical condition mm. that you have. A content warning is like this might be a bit horrible for you. Yeah, you shouldn't conflate the two. But also sometimes I think people with past trauma can also be triggered by certain things. It's just like being considerate. We're not like we aren't having government sanctioned, like forcing people to put trigger warnings at the beginning of every single YouTube video or something. We're just thinking, okay, it would be nice to be considerate to the people who might be triggered by these things. So we're going to, you know, just try and be like nice, considerate people. It's not that we're like offended by everything. We're just trying to look out for other people in our community. It's, it is, it's, it's just this hyper individualistic thing of like, uh, don't put a trigger warning in anything because I don't want a trigger warning. Okay. Well, if you had been like gone through some horrible experience and you don't want to watch something that portrays that, then why is it so bad to like warn people that that's in the content? Yeah. And stuff like, I'm pretty sure that school boards, like, was it in Texas? I think somewhere they banned, um, Miles, which is a, a incredible book on the, I think it was by, it was by a Holocaust survivor. Uh, it's a graphic novel and it's it's a really good read and they they the school board banned it for like nudity or something something ridiculous and i have never heard of anyone banning a book for a kind of leftist reason they'll be like dr seuss no the books weren't banned that was a decision by the family estate yeah they made the choice to do that yeah uh, the, the the banning mouse is just awful and we should definitely uh we should definitely talk about that at some point on a uh... Uh, like a current affairs podcast because I'd really like to talk about that. Um, I, I think that is an interesting point as well, that they talk so much about wanting freedom of speech, but then they're also trying to, like I think it was in Minnesota or something, they're trying to get a list of words banned that you can't even mention in, in public schools. Like you can't mention systemic racism, you can't mention white privilege, you can't mention any of these terms. Like how is that not doing the exact thing you're accusing the left of doing? Yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. Like this example with with mouse or with the um, the uh, I think it's probably a CRT thing. What you're referring to, Ryan, is it mm. is it like a, a critical race theory thing? Like yeah, well they um, say it's critical race theory, but then they want to ban any mention of racism, like that even racism yeah. exists, you know? Or MLK, like uh, ban ban any mention of Mar Martin Luther King. 
Well, um, they, they they only want the mention of Martin Luther King when it's this the don't judge people by their skin color. Any other mention of Martin Luther King, like how he was a socialist, obviously we need to ban that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of which, let's uh, let's hear the next bit. I think I think that's a good time to hear the next bit. Of this. All of this has led me to believe that much of the left is no longer progressive, but regressive. This is one of the reasons I've spent so much time on my show talking about the regressive left. This regressive ideology doesn't judge people as individuals, but as a collective. If you're black or female or Muslim or Hispanic or a member of any other minority group, you're judged differently than the most evil of all things, a white Christian male. The regressive left ranks minority groups in a pecking order to compete in a kind of oppression Olympics. Gold medal goes to the most offended. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream that his children would be judged by their character and not their skin color was a liberal idea, but these days it's not a progressive ideal. And, uh, yeah, should we start at the beginning of that? Because there was quite a lot said there. Yeah, what and did we... he say first? I, every every time I get hit with a new dumb point, I kind of forget the point before <laughs> that. Uh, the first point was sort of on the, the uh, regressive left. The regressive ideology, this regressive ideology doesn't judge people as individuals, but as a collective was the uh, the point. I skipped the first first bit of what he said but that was the the gist of what he said it's it's just so telling that they they just want to frame everything from this perspective of that we're the ones who get like offended and triggered by everything rather than focusing on like the main idea of being a progressive is just like making life better for people making life better for the working class but of course he doesn't want to talk about that that's the main thing that we're trying to do is just improve the lives of minorities and improve the lives of the working class he has to focus on oh we get so offended by everything you know and he's just wrong about this whole that we don't judge people as individuals we only judge people as a collective you have to have like you view people as individuals, but you can also like analyze systems and systemic issues. You know, you can do both at the same time. That's exactly it. They love the conflation of judgment with analysis. Judgment and analysis are not the same thing, mm. but they love conflating the idea because it makes it harder to push for progressive change if you constantly conflate the idea of analyzing a society with judging people. Yeah, and it's a complete straw man to say that we think every white Christian male is evil. We can analyze the ways that white supremacy hurts society. We can analyze the way patriarchy hurts society. We can analyze the way that some Christians spread bigotry. But that doesn't mean someone being a white Christian male inherently makes them evil. And no one is saying that. Yeah, it's that kind of age old um, taking just the most ridiculous straw man of a very, very kind of outlying opinion and then arguing like that's the point that people are actually discussing on any widespread scale whatsoever. I don't think Dave Rubin ever actually talks about a point that any that, that the majority of any subsection of leftists genuinely agree with. And that's why he always goes for these like, the left well what at what point can you tell me like exactly when you think you tipped from like left to right because he he uses such a vague language because he knows that he can get away with these because it, it doesn't matter whether he's criticized or not because he has his little audience and his teleprompter tells him what to say yeah and it feels like if he had conversations with people on the actual left 
because all the talking points he's giving are just the straw men created by think tanks rather than if you were actually hmm. on the left and you actually had conversations with people and got to the core of what they actually believe, then like, is he actually meeting leftists who are saying every white Christian male is the devil? Like I like, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. I think this is just a talking point you've been given because you're going to make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars off of this video or whatever. The Rubin report, like famously, just doesn't have anyone but right wingers on it. Just, just famously, they they would like he would never have somebody you know who could actually critique his ideas onto the show. Um, mm-hmm. Dave Rubin, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Please have me on your show. We're big fans. I, I, yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> big fans. How us all on? Um, we have all the merch. Yeah, we do. Um, I, I want to talk about the uh, the regressive left ranks minority groups in a pecking order. To compete in a kind of oppression Olympics, gold medal goes to the most offended. I swear, the only times that I've heard the term oppression Olympics is when leftists are using it to each other to say, "Hey, don't you know? Don't uh, discount my perspective on this just because you have uh, you're part of a minority to a different minority." Usually, yeah. yeah. G- generally, being a leftist means like analyzing things in an intersectional way that realizes that all these different oppress all these different groups of oppression intersect in ways that you have to like be really cognizant of and that yeah when people start trying to be like I'm more oppressed than you it's like yes that might be true in a way but r- rather than focus on that let's focus on how we can like work together and end all of the oppression you know yeah it's about that solidarity like i feel like that's one of the things about being left wing is about moving towards that solidarity. We disagree with each other on how we get there, but moving towards that solidarity is really important. And I think that a lot of the right is just unable to imagine a non-hierarchical structure. They need that hierarchical structure in place. Mm. Um, and, and they can't imagine that there's people who don't want a un- unjust hierarchies to be in place. Uh, I have actually an MLK quote for you, if you wouldn't mind letting me uh, read it about the... Um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream uh, that children would be judged by their character and not by their skin color was a liberal idea, but these days it's not a progressive ideal. Um, I want to quote from MLK's speech at West Michigan University on the 18th of December 1963. He says, after t- 244 years of slavery and then 100 years of segregation, he is required to be as productive, uh, This talking about black people, he is required to be as productive as people who have not had these conditions and the only thing a society can do for people who have been deprived of something is to give them a little special treatment the idea that martin luther king just thought we should treat everybody the same doesn't hold any water to anybody who's actually read through his speeches yeah he's clearly promoting the idea of equity rather than equality we we can't just treat everyone exactly the same because then we're never going to fix the systemic issues that are holding certain groups back based on you know, oppression in the past and ongoing oppression. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not have put it back myself. Um, yeah, equity above equality. And that seems to be have been his whole game, particularly later on, later on in his life. He seemed to uh, like come over to that idea uh, more and more. And it is just so funny that he clearly stated that he was a socialist and yet conservatives will use MLK as a as a way to talk down on on liberals on oh you're not following the wishes of what mlk wants yeah it's such such nonsense because okay. you you can have both things be true you can 
not judge people by the color of their skin. And you can also analyze the systems of oppression that hurt people based on the color of their skin. Yeah. I'd argue it's necessary. It's, it's not, not just, you know, compatible, but absolutely yeah. necessary. Because otherwise, do how are we going to improve society? Yeah. And that's what's being a progressive means. <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Let us go on to the next section. And what about religious freedom? The idea that no one else can tell you what you have to believe. Surely progressives still support that basic right. Well, not so much. I'm a married gay man, so you might think that I appreciate the government forcing a Christian baker or photographer or florist to act against their religion in order to cater, photograph, or decorate my wedding. But you'd be wrong. A government that can force Christians to violate their conscience can force me to violate mine. If a baker won't bake you a cake, find another baker. Don't demand that the state tell him what to do with his private business. Ryan, do you want to get started by uh, by starting with your um, it, point from earlier that I think was brilliant? Yeah, definitely. That they are in favor of kicking people out of certain instant like certain places if it doesn't fit their narrative and it's also been very interesting to see all the conservatives completely flip-flop on this position when it comes to covid um because they now are trying to force private businesses to you know let someone in without a mask even if the private business doesn't want them in without a mask and they're like this is oppression you're oppressing us but they don't think it's oppressive to kick a gay person out even though like sexuality is a protective class and someone wearing a mask is not a protective class you know yeah a hundred percent like what they want is more oppressive than uh than what leftists are suggesting um like the idea you would have to repeal the civil rights act in order to make the discrimination that they want to see legal and that's a great way i think that you could test their their willingness to uh to go along with this stick a sign outside of a shop saying no white people or no cis people, no straight mm. people, I guarantee you they would lose their shit. And a, a, a little test of this was Chaz. Can you remember the... Um, I can't remember what Chaz stands for. Can some Capital Hill that? Autonomous Zone? That's the one. Mm. Yep, Capital Hill Autonomous Zone, um, where there was like uh, groups where they were discussing race and stuff and kicked off on the conservative media they were like white people aren't being allowed into this area and that area and they're being charged money to go into this area and it was like is that not the exact same principle being applied yeah yeah absolutely and yeah this this conservative idea of equality would be like whenever you're talking about female issues you should have equally men and women talking about it it's like well no that doesn't really make sense that you know when we're seeking equity, it would you would want to elevate the voices of women so that they can talk about the things that they've actually experienced, you know. But uh, we should move on with the video as well because uh, we do not want to lose uh, time on this. Um, so let's hear the next little bit. I think this one should be fairly brief, actually. I'm pro-choice, but a government that can force a group of Catholic nuns, literally called the Little Sisters of the Poor, to violate their faith and pay for abortion-inducing birth control can force anyone to do anything. That's not progressive. That's regressive. I think it's a bit of a jump um, <laughs> to go from if you can tax people, you know, and and do things with their taxes democratically, then you can force them to do anything. No, that's definitely really. a slippery slope for sure. Yeah, is the the birth control induces a an abortion? Is that true? I don't think so. I think that's bad no. science. No. <laughs> yeah. It I'm induces sure a fetus not 
I mean, not creating a fetus. Do you know what I mean? It induces not getting pregnant. I think there's maybe some birth control that stops the egg from like implanting on the the wall, and some birth control that stops the sperm from uh going into the egg. I'm not 100 percent sure. I need to learn more about it. I think it's also important to talk about the alternative here. Like, if your if your taxes aren't controlled democratically, you have two choices. Then you either don't have any taxation in which case your society would pretty quickly fall apart, I think. Um, or you you have tax that is controlled by, like, random groups of people based on what their feelings are. Uh, like, do, does he want to hand over control of taxation to this group and say, The hey, church. <clears throat> yeah, the church. Is that... There were actually exemptions made for the church in the US in terms of paying for... Um, uh, making contributions towards uh, abortion-related healthcare, I believe. It's it's not like they're forcing these nuns to take the uh, to take the birth control, and it's not like they're forcing the church to like donate to Planned Parenthood or something. It's just that they have to pay taxes just like everyone else, and then we all democratically decide where the that money goes to, right? Yeah, and uh, I think you'd much rather democratically decide it than. Uh, let any other alternative and it's interesting that he's saying he's pro-choice but he's against this because giving money to taxes and then taxes makes birth control available doesn't mean that everyone has to take birth control so if you're pro-choice then why wouldn't you be in favor of people having the option to take birth control yeah exactly yeah. and the the other thing is like his take on freedom of religion is seems to be so far freedom for a certain section of christianity um and it's like my my religion disagrees in some ways with christianity right that's perfectly fine i don't think that everyone should have to suddenly convert um and be a jew but that also like the fact that you know religious freedom means that other people don't have to conform to your religion means that other people so I can make choices like I can do things that you can't do in Christianity that I'm still okay with. And I am still because it is very much like, oh, well, I think discrimination should be right as long as it's not against something I believe in, because he knows that he is quite as far as like the quote unquote pecking order in society goes. He's quite high up, you know? He's not really got anything to be concerned about as far as government, uh, as far as governments kind of legislating what he can and can't do. Apart from, um, uh, yeah, putting aside the fact that he's gay, like he hasn't got anything too much to um, to worry about as a as a relatively wealthy white American male, like cis male, nonetheless. Yeah, but that's yeah. The, that's the thing with right-wing people is that they always try to craft a victim narrative they always have to figure out a way to say oh the churches are under attack white men are under attack these people are under attack because mm. that's how they create this false outrage that gets people to stop caring about other people because they're just convinced that the people who aren't actually under attack are the ones who are really under attack you know and they know who their audience is they know who um, they won't advocate for discrimination against. They, they never go on and, and do the whole, uh, oh, well, this person was thrown out for discriminating against a white 
you know, a white Christian or a, more probably a, a Christian. You know, th- this person was thrown out of out of this store for discriminating against um, another white Christian customer. Um, isn't that outrageous? Because they would never get any clicks out of that, or they um, would never show instances of like Muslim people being discriminated against. They're just yeah. going to show the instances of Christian people being discriminated against. Yes. Yeah. 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 They. They. Um. And they. They would never take the side. Um. In. In the. The Muslim example, they would probably always take the side of the. The shopkeeper. Um. But yeah. in the. Um. Uh, in the Christian example, they would always take the side of the person who was. Um. Uh, being discriminated against. Uh, yeah. Generally, I just believe. Protect. I believe we shouldn't discriminate anyone against anyone for their religion but that also doesn't give them the right to use their religion to discriminate against other people yeah 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 um no matter what the religion is i don't care if it's christian muslim anyone else you know yeah yeah right well let's uh let's go on to the next section Today's progressivism has become a faux moral movement hurling charges of racism, bigotry, xenophobia, homophobia, islamophobia, and a slew of other meaningless buzzwords at anyone they disagree with The battle of ideas has been replaced by a battle of feelings, and outrage has replaced honesty. Diversity reigns supreme as long as it's not that pesky diversity of thought. Because if there's one thing the left is known for, it's being too united and and too together and just not (laughs) fighting with itself. You know? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds correct. I've yeah. never heard of leftist infighting. What is that? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> no, oh, doesn't, doesn't um, sound right to me. Yeah, I I feel like people on the right always they never acknowledge the tolerance paradox that being tolerant to intolerance just creates more intolerance. So this whole diversity of thought thing, it's like, well, yeah, we're not gonna give credence to discrimination and intolerance because then that just makes life worse for people. Yeah, absolutely. Like Karl Popper's um, paradox of tolerance is just, it's so important to understand, like so important because it stops your worldview becoming discriminatory. You can't accept discrimination as a norm. And that is half the problem with this video. If you want to have these ideas, You've got to accept that you've got to take these ideas on and then judge them as pretty terrible ideas, which your society will fall apart fall apart if you accept, and then throw them out. And that's kind of what we've done as a society. But and, conservatives and he, want to put and, it back on the table, you know. And he agrees that these ideas are terrible ideas when they're like being applied to him, you know? Yeah. But yes. then whenever anyone else talks about racism or xenophobia or any of those things, that's just meaningless bud buzzwords that aren't really real but when it's a white christian man who's experiencing any any discrimination that's the real problem yeah yes let's go uh let's go for the next section this isn't the recipe for a free society it's a recipe for authoritarianism for these reasons i can no longer call myself a progressive i don't really call myself a democrat either i'm a classical liberal a free thinker and as much as i don't like to admit it defending my liberal values has suddenly become a conservative position ah a free thinker I love the term a free thinker. It implies that he thinks. <laughs> yeah. And that he does it for free. Ah, uh, He's definitely okay. a free thinker. He's definitely not having all his talking points handed to him by billionaires. Yes. Yeah. How could you I, say that? Come oh, on. I'm so sorry. I, I've seen Dave Rubin talk off the cuff, so I'm pretty sure he didn't write the script on his own. Um, like, it would not look like this if he did. Um, 
I want to talk about that first line. This isn't the recipe for a free society. It's a recipe for authoritarianism. Any thoughts? Pretty sure that's what authoritarian is. Yeah. <laughs> I. Any, it's just confusing because these are the same people who are like, never talk bad about the police, never talk bad about the military, America first, America is the greatest country, don't let in any immigrants, which are all authoritarian ideas. But the only authoritarianism they care about is when people tell them that they don't like their opinions. Because we aren't advocating for throwing them in prison for their opinions. We're just criticizing their opinions. And then they're like, that's the real authoritarianism when you criticize our opinions. The real authoritarianism isn't when we go and commit uh, atrocities in other countries because of our imperialist military. The real atrocities aren't when the police uh, are authoritarian towards like black people. The real atrocity is when you tell me that you don't like my opinions because you think I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, it's it's satirical. How and I, I I really do often think this as a historian, particularly looking at like the more libertarian wing of the or classical liberal wing of conservative groups. Obviously, like you can look at authoritarians throughout history, and what do they do? They're very pro death penalty because they they all of them use the death penalty. They mm. always use the police. They always use the army as enforcers. They always use nationalism. These are patterns that you can spot. They're always anti intellectual. But instead, like you've got the right wing libertarians who think that like food stamps and calling out racism is what leads to dictatorships. And it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, that is so true. It lacks any historical analysis. <laughs> so painful. All right. Next section. Mm -hmm. So if you think people should be able to say what they think without being punished for it, that people should be judged by their behavior, not their skin color, and that what? people should be able to live the way that they want to live without government interference, then there's not much left on the left for you. I'll keep trying to explain that to progressives until I'm totally left out. I'm Dave Rubin of The Rubin Report for Prager University. What you want to jump in, Ryan? Sorry, what, what, punishments, what punishments are people on the left giving to people for spreading their opinions other than, like, uh... Calling them know, libs. <laughs> yeah, just it, we're just disagreeing you, with you. We're not trying to throw you in prison. And if you get banned from social media, that's because that's a private company choosing that they don't want you in their space anymore, which is, you know, that's something that you are in favor of, apparently. Yeah. And that's, by the way, your right to disagree with somebody and to say, hey, I think that opinion is racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, whatever. That's your free speech. Yeah. That, that's not a violation of free speech. That's your free speech. Like, if, yes. if any if any left-wing person says, like, we should throw him in prison for making this video, then I'll be like, no, I don't agree with that. But I, that's a complete straw man. I, no one is saying we should throw Dave Rubin in prison. We just are explaining why he, his argument is just filled with inconsistencies and he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is Dave Rubin feels bad that he can't make disagreement. He can't make disagreement. That Dave, Dave, Dave Rubin feels bad that he can't make content like this using genuine talk, not talking points, but ge genuine points um, to disagree with people because how it, it would just be like fucking, it would be like cinema sins where it's like, that's a sin because why would they do that? It's silly. Mm, I wouldn't. It's a bit no. He he just feels very very insecure that he can't 
he can't um call I don't know call other people libs like we get to. I think it says a lot about his worldview that he's sat there going, I'm not unreasonable. Everybody who I used to agree with is unreasonable. Um, I think that says a lot. Yeah, find the common denominator. Yeah. He keeps leaving places. I'm not unreasonable. Everyone else is. is always a, a, a hot take. I want to know what ideas. That's always the question I have generally at the, like when Dave Rubin speaks is like, what ideas are you talking about? What, can you not say currently that you want to be able to like legally yeah legally but also like morally like what is it that he wants to be able to say that leftists won't let him say like do you want to be able to yell fire in a crowded room or something like yeah what well, uh, damn leftists like, like yeah and be, be honest with it, because when you get when you put that to them, they go, "Oh well, uh, I I think that sex is real," and then you get a group of leftists together and they go, "Yes, sex is too. real." Yeah, no, no one disagrees with this. What are you talking about? Um, and then you get to the actual point of what they're trying to say, which is like, "I don't think trans people should be allowed to exist because ew," and that's yeah. you know that's a totally different thing. But they won't say that. What they'll go is like, oh, yeah, well, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm allowed to say what I actually think without being punished for it. Yeah, well, they, they focus on the optics of how can we create this straw man that makes the left out to be as optically bad as possible, even when the things that they're saying aren't things that we even disagree with. Like, most of the th most of the things he's criticizing the left for aren't things that the left disagrees with. You're just acting like they do because you're pandering to conservatives. He he needs to keep that Coke brothers money co rolling in. Sorry, Coke brother money. There's only one now. Um, oh, did one of the yeah. Coke brothers die? Yes. Rest yeah. in peace, Coke brother. Um, Wait, is this is this podcast also funded by the Coke brothers? Uh, yes, yes. We weren't letting is... people know. Yeah. Oh, it's sorry. the Pepsi brothers. Cut this, yeah. cut this, cut this. The, the Pepsi brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think we are going to leave it there. Um, and thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on. You have been a fantastic guest. And honestly, I would love to have you back again sometime. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. This is, this is really fun. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, pleasure was, pleasure was all ours. Wasn't it, my Fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. It was lovely to meet you. Yeah, you too. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time that Ryan, this is to the side, but like I, I remember the first time that Ryan came on one of my lives um, and I I freaked out because I was like, oh God, it's it's right. He's actually like on, on the live with me now. And I think I said to you at the time, I think I was like, I'm too scared to say anything. <laughs> I There's just this weird thing with, like having a big platform where I, I just want everyone to see me as like, I'm just any other person. Like I'm just someone you're hanging out with, but I know that there's like this inherent like power that comes with having a big platform. So it's like, I, I can't get upset with people for freaking out about that. But then I'm also like, I just want everyone to see me like I'm their bro or whatever, you know? Yeah. That, that was what you said to me at the time. You said, Oh, like I'm, I'm just another human. I'm just another person. Don't worry about it. And I was like, uh, and then my <laughs> chat started going off at you. 
And then you started going off much. It was like, and I was going, oh no, oh no, don't fight. Don't fight with my chat. Was I fighting that, with your chat? That's leftist infighting yes. right there. Yeah. yeah and that, that is why um, the, yeah, the, uh, the left is a, a um, obviously is a, a, a mono, what's the term I'm looking for? Monolith. Like, a monolith. That's it. The left is a monolith. So yeah, the left is a monolith. Um, thank you for listening to the left top podcast. Um, Please don't let that be the only thing you listen to in this podcast. If you just skip to the end, see what point we ended on. That wasn't a serious point. And yeah, please follow the podcast, like, subscribe, whatever you do on the platform that you're on, um, and keep up to date with the next episode. Yeah, we're going to bring out lots of these, um, hopefully twice a week, and it should be a really fun time. Thank It'll be much better because I won't be there. So <laughs> Don't say that. We won't so- have your nice, funny accent. To give, to give some kind of like a buffer between them. Oh, yeah, I have the funny accent. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I, that's thrown me. That's completely thrown me. Um, right. I'm going to have to cut some of this down. Sorry, guys. Um, no, it's all good. Yes. Uh, no. Thank you. Uh, yeah, th- thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please like, subscribe, follow the podcast, do whatever you can, catch the next episode, um, and hopefully it should be a really enjoyable episode keep up to date we're bringing these out twice a week and yeah thank you for watching see you all a bit later on